You know, Dave, um, I don't usually use the bench seat in the truck, but for recording a podcast, this is pretty useful. Mark, that's my leg. Hey, everyone, this is Mark. And I'm Dave. And we're officially on delivery. Hey, how do you turn this mic up? All right, well, welcome back, everyone. If you are listening, that means you made it through episode one. And for some reason, you're at episode two. So we just want to thank you for coming. Yes, thank you very much for listening to the first episode. We hope you've had as much fun listening to it as we had recording it. And uh, we look forward to bringing you some more. So as it works out, this is episode two, which means we're on day two of our trip. Uh, Yesterday, we drove into Indiana, stopped in Indiana for the night. Uh, got there around 12, woke up at 4.30, and we were on the road again. So we put on a lot of miles so far, um, a little over 1,400 miles. Um, so we are currently in uh, Nebraska. We are heading to Wyoming, um, and we are going to be doing our first delivery this evening. Uh, we're going to be hanging an elephant. Ain't that right, Dave? Yeah, you know, it's uh, just another day as a Kanadi delivery guy. Um, I'm glad you could be along for one of these. Uh, everyone seems to think I'm crazy, but I think uh, you're getting a nice taste of the open road. Yeah, and if you don't notice, what you've heard in the first episode was literally the open road. That's the hum of the engine in the background, the sound of, of rubber wheels purring. Yeah, tearing <laughs> up the asphalt. As my... Uh, fellow Bash brother, he he would say, "We're asphalt cowboys." So there you go, on the open plains. So one thing we thought we could do for you guys, just to help you get to know us a little better, is we decided to uh, pick one childhood memory to share, uh, one childhood story, and uh, share that with you maybe have a little discussion about it most likely (laughs) what will happen Um, but we're going to share a story from each one of our childhood Dave do you want to start off or yeah yeah, I can do that Uh, so I figure I'd stay with the theme of our podcast and being you know on the on the, the comical side of it and this goes back to I believe it was fifth grade uh social studies you know we all remember social studies before it was called history we all went to social studies class and uh the teacher we had bless her heart mrs winchester very very um old school teacher to say the least did she carry a winchester after this day i feel like she might have um well so we're you know we're in class and you know we're learning about the oregon trail I'm sure many of you, some of you may be too young to remember the game on the old computer, Oregon Trail. You know, it was like the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Bear hunting. Loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. I always seemed to die of some stupid disease and never made it. But, you know, that, that was just the luck of the draw, I guess. Yeah. But uh, so we're learning about the Oregon Trail. And, you know, you had to learn about, the, about it before you could play the game. And a good friend of mine, Ryan, uh, not sure if he'll listen or not, he's He's uh, still in Ohio. Uh, but we were sitting in the math class, and apparently the cool thing to do back then was to say, 
So? 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 So. After somebody would say something like, oh, I'm so tired. So? I, I think I kind of remember that fad back yeah, in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he kept daring me to say it after one of Miss Winchester's uh, sentences. And uh, obviously, I don't remember what it was that she said, but she had finished a sentence, and very clearly, from the back of the classroom, out of my mouth, I said, so? So? And she stops. She looks right at me, and everyone's giggling, except for myself, because I knew that something was going to happen. You know, it's like back in the day when you'd have to write, like, I will not say so in class 500 times. I thought, okay, I can do that. So she, she looks at me and she goes, oh, you like to sew. And I was like, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> like, she goes, well, tomorrow you can stay in from all three of your recesses and you can sew. And I'm thinking, no, there's no way. Like, how am I, I, I have to play football at, 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 at recess. Like, oh, how, yeah. how can I miss football? Yeah, you you can't know? miss football. Like, you can't miss a game or three. Like, come on. So sure enough, the next day I was uh, brought down to her class for all three, and she would take a piece of paper, and she would draw various lines on the paper, and she handed me a needle and yarn and told me to sew along those lines, and I did. Stitch it up? I had to stitch it up. And, you know, thinking back, it's, it's been, I have had to use that skill a couple times in my life since then, and I do every time I thank her for teaching me the proper way to sew and she she sat there with me the whole time and made sure I did it right and it was evenly spaced and everything but that was kind of embarrassing <laughs> at, that, at that point did you ever think that maybe that was the birthplace of, of uh, a future job of taxidermy you know what that's a good way to look at it. I never thought of that you know skills I, being instilled in you yeah, as a young boy yeah so I should really you know uh Mrs. Winchester is no longer with us, but I do have to send up thanks up to the heavens for that because, yeah, I mean, every time I sew something, I'm like, oh man, Miss Winchester. You know, if it wasn't for her, I'd be stabbing myself and my lines would be uneven and everything. So yeah, I mean, that was that's a that's one childhood memory. Uh, obviously, we could go on for days with these. But yeah, yeah. What about you, Mark? I, I'm sure knowing you. You have a very interesting story to tell. Well, I yeah, I was thinking that too. I was I was deciding to pull one out from the old elementary school days. Now, um, myself, I was homeschooled from kindergarten to first grade. So my first year in public school was second grade, and I had some older siblings. I'm one of one of six, so I had older siblings who had gone to public school, and the, this whole thing of show and tell. Oh you Remember yeah. show and tell? Oh yeah, show and tell was like the best day ever. I, yeah. I, I, I thought anyways. So I was excited to go to school and do show and tell. Now it so happened as well that you were allowed to bring pets in. Oh boy. Now we didn't really have a lot of pets. We did have a, a, a dog growing up, um, but I like to catch things out in the yard. So I had a toad, oh. named him Toady, built him a little aquarium, little uh, little habitat in an aquarium there. And uh, we would play with him a little bit and I'd feed him, feed him bugs. and. Unfortunately, one time uh, playing with him, a friend of mine had injured him and he ended up drowning. And I came home from school uh, to find him uh, drowned at the bottom oh, of the aquarium. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's never good. That was a rough day, I will say yeah, that. I'm sure. 
However, I had signed up to bring Toady mm. to show and tell yeah. the following week. Uh, a commitment is a commitment. Yeah, so so you can understand my dilemma. Wait, did you say a week? A week later? I think so. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I think it was like a Thursday. I think show and tell was on a Thursday or so. So here it is. I had signed up to bring my pet Toad, who is now deceased. Now what? I, I, no, this no. is my first show and tell. I get to show and tell to the school, to my, my, new, my new friends. So I did what any kid would do. I made a matchbox coffin, mm. little slide box, stuck him in there, put him in the freezer. Mm. Started the preservation process. Little did I know, I was starting my and love look, for taxidermy as that, well. Look at that, yeah. <laughs> So we started that preservation process, got him in the freezer uh, on his back. Now, there was a rule on our bus that you weren't allowed to bring animals on the bus. However, I put that toad in my backpack in a Ziploc mm. bag. And even though I knew the bus driver didn't know I had a dead toad in my bag, I was actually pretty nervous. Oh, yeah. I mean, back in those days, you, you know, something like that could have been the end of the world. Could have sent me home. I would have to. I had to walk to school. I don't know, but so I get to school. We do uh, keep them in my bag. At some point, the teacher says, "Okay, we're doing show and tell." Some other students go up, and I remember being called up, and I said, "I brought my toad. This is my toad, Toady." And I specifically remember walking around, going in between two sets of students, classmates at a time, and I slid the matchbox open just ever so slightly. So you could see his throat and little legs there, frozen stiff, oh. uh, in that matchbox, and showed my dead toad to my new friends. <laughs> and I'm sure they were very thankful. So if there's anyone from my second grade class at Shaverstown Elementary listening to this podcast, do you remember me walking around with a dead toad? Oh man! Because I have a very—that's one of my actually, it's kind of one of my favorite stories to tell now. <laughs> But the fact that I took a dead toad into school to show them my deceased pet, I don't know how that would fly today. No, I, yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, my, my teacher handing me a needle, you know, I don't know if that would work out in today's world. Just so. And you, get that dead toad out of here. Yeah, get that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with you? But it's Toady. He's my prize possession. I, I did take him home and bury him then. Well, that's good. That's so. Good. So, yeah, those are just two childhood stories and and we wanted to give something to you guys just to get to know us a little better i know some of you might not know us and uh yeah just a little tidbit into the history of mark and dave so that was a little back history of dave and i now fast forward 20 years we are working at kanadi studio uh, myself, I work in the finish department, uh, finishing the taxidermy, doing final painting, doing final epoxy work. Uh, I work with a team of finishers there, and uh, we do the final touch-up before it goes out the door. Which, uh, I must say, the true artist you are, I mean, I've always been uh, pretty amazed by some of the things you've been able to do with some of these, these mounts. You know, you see some of them come in, and you know, sometimes these animals, you know, when they're when they're uh, when they're harvested, they, they you know might, they might fall down a mountain or something, and that there's damage done to them. And it seems like when I deliver these pieces to the house, 
these customers are always like, man, I can't even tell. So you know, I've always had a great respect for that part of the of the of the uh, the process. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely time consuming. Uh, definitely takes an eye, but the the finish department there, Kanadi, I will say they do they do a good job. And, so uh, what are, so what are we doing now? From we're we're taking them, and then, and then what's the next step after that? Well, you know, once the uh, the taxidermy process is completed. Um, you know, we have a lot of local customers, um, but we also have customers uh, all over the country that we that we deliver to. And uh, when I started at Kanadi, I was doing more of the shipping, receiving, kind of the, you know, uh, I guess you could call it grunt work. Um, it was, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And and uh, one day Wes approached me and was like, hey, uh, how do you feel about driving to Illinois to deliver some mounts? And I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. Like, I get to go to the Midwest. Like, sign me up. And you're you're from the yeah, mid, Midwest, yeah. Yep. Originally. Yep. Originally from Northwest Ohio. So anytime I get to drive through Ohio and breathe in that that just fresh, crisp air of champions, I, I take advantage of it. Um, what does that smell like? Uh, it smells like Skyline Chili. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it smells like um, harvest harvest time of the year. And it smells like just victory. You know when you when you accomplish something big in your day and you just like kind of take that deep breath in and that fresh air of just accomplishment. That's yeah. what it, that's what every breath is like in Ohio. In Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We when we drove through the windows were up, so I didn't get a chance to actually do that. But yeah. maybe on the way back we can roll the windows down and I can. Oh, certainly, certainly, yeah. yeah. Slow down because I don't have the breathing capabilities of a falcon. Of a falcon, yeah, yeah. So. We're, we're not going 200 mile an hour, but you know by then we might be. Well, we're not Gary either. Yeah, we're not Gary, so we're, you know we're following most of the speed limits. I wonder if he has a vigorous respiratory system. You know, I also bet Gary has some great childhood stories. Gary, if you have a childhood story and you're listening, send us a voice message. We'd <laughs> love to hear it. Yes, but. Back to, back to what we're doing here. Um, so, you know, we, we deliver these, these mounts to people, and for a lot of these customers, this is really their only, uh, their only opportunity to have kind of a face-to-face interaction with someone from Kanadi. So, obviously, they would pick the, the, the large-bearded guy. Yeah. Um, but in, in, in to install these trophies in people's houses and give them the peace of mind that their stuff is going to arrive uh, in one piece to say the least uh, you know it's, it's, it's there's awesome some, there's something impressive about seeing someone your size lift up their thing in one piece <laughs> well you know I, I my back says differently but um, <laughs> but yeah you know you gotta do what you gotta do so we are on a delivery to four or five customers yeah um, first stop is in Wyoming we'll be heading to Utah uh, Idaho I believe Idaho uh, Montana, where we'll be doing some actual finish work. Um, so, yeah, that's that's just kind of the process of what we'll be doing. Then we'll be heading back home. We have one more stop on the way home. Um, so as we go, the trailer we're even getting a little bit emptier, but we have some replica elephants, uh, hippos. We have a lot of cool stuff back there. Yeah, well, we really do. Um, which, if you check out Kanadi Studio on Instagram or Facebook, you can see some of the behind the scenes of what we do, how we do it and how we get that final product. It's, it's actually really cool. Yeah, definitely. Go check us out. Um, don't be afraid to hit that follow button. Uh, we we try to we, we do a lot of cool stuff on there. You'll see some of Mark's work 
with some of the video work and the, 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 uh, the content capturing. Um, I happened to run the pages, the social media pages, and and I, you know, it's it's cool to to receive the messages from these customers, like, oh, I love what you guys do, and you know, it's rewarding to you know kind of pass that along to the team as they come in, and you know, to to show that you know it is being noticed. It, it really is. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful place to work. It definitely utilizes our talents and puts them to good use, and it's just it's a great team that we have there. It's just an awesome place to work. Right, right. And, you know, I guess when doing these deliveries, I'm usually uh, stuck with Stefan. You know, he's my bash brother and all. But I tell you what, you know, it's been it's been a breath of fresh air to have you along on this trip, Mark. Would uh, you say it feels like a breath of a champion? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I feel like you symbolize a little bit of that Ohio mentality. Um, and some of the things that you do. Um, and Stefan does even, not. Stefan does not. Even from getting up on the first alarm. Yeah, yeah, the first alarm, Mark was up. I mean, I, I wasn't. You weren't, but yeah, that's but besides Mark, the point. I mean, I woke up and Mark was ready, like tapping on the desk. But It, it wasn't until the third time when yeah, I was just staring at you. Yeah, and that was, like, yeah. Okay, I'll get up. Right. You know, and with someone like Stefan, I'm usually dragging him to the truck in the morning. Yeah. Um, just so he can sleep some more. Do you have an extra, <laughs> extra large knapsack for that? Yeah, yeah. It is, it is very challenging to carry him out. He's, you know, 200 and... Well, he's kind of a little guy. He's about 230 pounds. <laughs> um, you know, one day... He, he, he makes up for it with hair. Yeah, yeah. The, the mane is great, but... Yeah. You know, and, and that's just another added feature with our deliveries, typically, is, is the, the, uh, the ambiance and, like... Just having someone like Stefan in your home as a customer, I imagine, is quite, uh, honestly, I don't know what word to say here. Uh, what would you think, Mark? I mean... It makes for a great story. It really does. Like, Later. Not only get to, do they get to tell the hunting story, but then they get to tell their friends the, the story of Stefan coming yeah. into their home. Yeah. You know, flashing his hair around and with his designer jeans and stuff. <laughs> So that gives you a little backstory about what we actually do. I know we've been saying that we're on a delivery, but what kind of delivery are you on? Are you delivering pizza across country? No. no. We're actually delivering taxidermy. So hope that gives you a little insight about what we do and what we're doing right now. And uh, But now we're actually going to head off uh, to a, a commercial break here from our sponsor. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Mark here with R&R Trading Post. Have you ever washed your hands and got them all cracked and dried? Me too. Try our goat's milk lotion and get those hands smooth again. Just like the other the milk came from. On our training post. For the love of tradition. So thanks again to our sponsor, R&R Training Post. Make sure you check them out on Facebook and Instagram and on their website. I... Personally, don't use the lotion. I use the hand the milk soap, um, but I hear the lotion does really well. Yeah, yeah, we have the soap. Uh, I do have a a jar of the lotion that I've used a handful of times. I uh, keep it in my hunting bag actually. Uh, during the cold, dry parts of the season, I I do put it on my hands so my hands don't crack as bad as they usually do. Uh, so yeah, good quality product. Well, hey, we're going to take some time here and answer some of your questions, and uh, we have a question here from Tyler, so here we go. Okay, so this question is more for Mark. 
Um, I have driven on some long road trips with Dave before. I am assuming you guys are going through the less than great state of Ohio. And Mark, I would just like to know how many times Dave has talked about Skyline Chili or possibly how many times you have stopped there. I know it's still in the breakfast hours, but that wouldn't deter Dave. Um, so Skyline Chili, how often was it talked about? Hey, thanks Tyler for that question. So Skyline Chili, you know, until your voice message came in, I had not heard of Skyline Chili. It was actually not mentioned at all, which is surprising. Yeah, you know, we see we drove through the northern part of the state, um, and you don't really have Skyline Chili up north. Uh, it's a like southern Ohio thing, central Ohio thing. So, what, what exactly is Skyline Chili? <laughs> so Skyline Chili is based out of Cincinnati. Uh, it's a their own super secret recipe, chili recipe. I do know that it has chocolate in it. Um, but their signature is their chili over a bed of spaghetti noodles with a heaping mound of cheese. And it's hard to explain. I mean, trust me, it's not the chili that your mom makes. It's, it's, it's just different. It has a different texture, everything about it. But if you're from Ohio or the surrounding area, generally you love it. It's just kind of a staple. Does that, is that the, does the smell of Skyline Chili, is that what you were referring to earlier? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're near a Skyline Chili, you can't mistake the smell of this chili. And it just draws you in, you know, it really does. Now, Tyler, I will say, I hadn't heard of Skyline Chili until your voice message. But since your voice message, I don't know if there's, I don't know if he's talked about anything other than that. It's... We, he, I think he was tempted to turn around after you mentioned that, even though we are in Nebraska, to turn around and go back to Ohio quick to grab some. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I was able to talk him out of it. He was uh, he was quite determined for that Skyline Chili. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's similar, you know, Tyler, first of all, I do remember you uh, manhandling a bowl of it yourself. Is that after it dropped on the floor, or? Um, I think his might have dropped on the floor. You know, the little bit of that Tyler luck. His had fallen on the floor, and he just ate it anyways, because it, because it smelled so good. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't don't you know he. I think Tyler was thinking about Skyline Chili himself, and I was like, oh. Tyler, I, you you yourself were coming home from the Midwest, yeah, and maybe speaking of which, did you did you get some Skyline Chili on your way through? Let us know. Yeah, let us know if you if you had any. Um, I'm sure your your co-pilot there, Nick, had never had it either. So, you know, it would have been a great experience. That would have been your opportunity to share a little bit of that Ohio tradition with him. And and I want to, just real quick, Mark. Hey, take 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 the floor. Uh, so you started off your question with the, quote, not so great state of Ohio. Hold on a minute. Uh, that that really offended me, and I could I could I could sense that you were sweating when you asked that, and when you said those words, I heard your voice tremble a little bit. <laughs> and you know, whether it be football season, basketball season, whatever season, you know that that's not the truth, and you know that when we drive through Ohio, you also feel a sense of championship air and blood just flowing. You you, you feel it. You've said it yourself. 
So don't don't be don't be coming on to this podcast bashing the heartbeat of it all. The Ohio States of America. The Ohio States of America, to quote my son. Yeah, that is correct. Well, hey, uh, thanks, Tyler, for that question. Now, Tyler, we're going to be sending you a free sticker because, Tyler, you sent us a question and shared on social media. So we're going to be sending you a free sticker. And we have a couple more free stickers there for someone who will send in a message and also share us on social media. We're going to go to our second question here. Hi, Daddy. Can I have one more mail, please? All right, so that question was from uh, Gracie. Uh, do, Dave, do you want to take that one there? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so that was my daughter, Grace, three years old, and really, really loves her bananas. So to have a question of her asking if she can have one more banana, please, is not only something that I hear daily, but I do want to answer that question with a simple yes. You can have as many bananas as you want. You heard it there, Gracie. All the bananas you want until you run out, I guess. Yeah, until you run out. Well, we just had our first delivery there, um, 1,600 miles from home in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Beautiful country. It's actually known for something. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's actually the home of the largest outdoor rodeo in the world. So we were told by our customer week a week from now there was Frontier Days. We should have come a week later and could have experienced that, but we're on the move. We're heading to Utah next. So it is currently what time is it right now? It's 11.15. 11.15? Yeah. Uh, and that's what's what, uh, mountain time. Mountain time right now. Um, so for you folks back on the East Coast, it is currently 1.15 a.m. for you guys. Um, but yeah, we're uh, doing a little bit of driving yet tonight. We're going to hit the hotel, catch some Z's, and then head out again in the morning to our second uh, delivery. So first delivery, hung an elephant. We uh, had a hippo as well. Got that all installed for him. Customer was very happy. And uh, yeah, that's what we like to see. Everything in the right place, helping make their trophy room look a little nicer. And nothing was damaged in the trailer. That's a plus. 1,600 miles? 1,600 miles. That's good. Yeah. We, I guess we did have a little rub spot. But... No, no, we didn't. Nope, never mind. <laughs> You'll never find it. Mm-mm. Ever. That's why we brought a finisher. But yeah, that's, I mean, hear that, Stefan? <clears throat> so maybe... Uh, during your lunch breaks, so you can work with Mark on how to fix these things. So next time we're on a delivery, I can just drive and you can fix the little things that might happen here and there. That'd be great. What do you think, Mark? Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hey, we'll catch you on episode three, which will start day three of our delivery. Thanks for listening. This episode is produced by Mark Meyer. Recording done by Mark Meyer. Mixing done by Mark Meyer. Driving done by... Dave Beck. <laughs>